Doug Oster, the organic gardener, DougOster.com. It's your Pratt Pack. Good morning. Listen, a month from today, Rob Krulljack will be here to kick off another season with Davy Tree. And you know what? Weather's kind of warm at times, so maybe you're looking at your trees as something on your mind. I highly urge you to start calling right now, 866-391-1020. Doug will talk to all of you about tree issues. He'll talk about lawn issues. He'll talk about all of your gardening issues. But you need to get on the line early. Number to dial. And we're going to have open talk until Mrs. Know-It-All drops by in about 45 minutes. So if you have a gardening question, as we are getting very close to the start of the gardening year of 2023, you need to get in now. 866-391-1020. And if you are the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, you will win a $25 gift certificate from Sorgles out in Wexford. But all gardening questions, don't miss out. Great opportunity for the next 45 minutes to get all those questions answered. 866-391-1020. Here he is, the host with the most busy night last night, always busy, Doug Oster. So what about last night? Good morning. It was great. We'll be talking about all your issues today. <laughs> your uh, gardening issues, emotional issues, whatever issues you have, give me a call. But last night, an event called Mardi Gras for Hope. It is a fundraiser for uh, Hair Peace Charities, which is Bonnie Diver's charity that helps women with cancer. And we had a ball, and I was serving super garlicky, dirty shrimp with butter and beer sauce, and I ran out, so that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, like Rob said, your calls the entire rest of the show after the first break. Let's light up those phone lines. Don't be shy. I really want to talk to you and answer all your questions. But if you have a nice garden story, I'd love to hear that or something that really did well for you last year. Let's talk about that. So give us a call. And 26 days until we plant our peas on St. Patty's Day. It's getting close. Uh, and we've been so lucky with this winter and with the weather. When I walked into the studio today, there were two little song sparrows and a Japanese maple calling to each other, and I love hearing the birds in the, in the morning, and the days are getting longer, and it's going to warm up. I'm sure we're going to get hit one of these days, uh, this month or next, but we're on, the, we're on, the, we're on the, the good side. We're going downhill. And only a couple weeks away from the Home and Garden Show, it is going to be spectacular. I'm so excited to be working with Farm to Table, uh, Farm to Table by Local. We have this big Farm to Table Expo on the second floor. I've got all these. In fact, I just got them uh, shipped to me. A hundred fabric containers. We're going to fill those all up with plants, and I've got special plans for them after the show too. Uh, yeah, Farm to Table. It's a great organization. I've been working with them for years now, and they're helping. One of the things they do is help local farms get produce produce into your hands. This this expo is going to be huge. I'm going to have these kids' gardens filled with root crops like onions and carrots for them to dig around, uh, a place where you can just the kids can just dig for worms. <laughs> well, it's every parent's dream. Hey, kid, go over there and dig for some worms. We've got gardening displays about composting and rain barrels and worm composting. There's going to be these farms and vendors with cheeses and honey and barbecue sauce and renting a chicken. I'm speaking at least once a day, sometimes twice. I got special guests lined up, and anybody who listens to this show can come see me at that show for free. All you have to do is go to DougOster.com and just send me a message to tell me what day and which appearance you want to be at. And I'm giving away lots of free seats. Uh, one pa anybody who comes to see me. When we get done talking, you line up, and I have all these seeds ready for you. One is something called perpetual spinach. I've been giving it away for a couple years now. I love it. It is a Swiss chard 
that has more of a texture and flavor of spinach. You know, spinach, we, it's a spring crop. We can grow that spinach, and then when it gets hot, it's it's gone. But this stuff, this is going to go. You could plant it anywhere from March to September and still harvest it. And then I've got these very special uh, tomato seeds, and it's, it's, it's the first year I've ever done anything like this. It's the farm-to-table heirloom rainbow tomato mixture. Listen to these seeds that could be in there. Brandywine red, brandywine pink, yellow, brandywine black, uh, Cherokee purple, green zebra, white wonder, Nebraska wedding. This is going to be so much fun because you're going to get a packet of seeds with all those in there. You're not going to know what's what, and you're going to plant them, and then the surprise is going to be when they come to fruition. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, Ten days at the home show. I'm really looking forward to it, especially working with Farm to Table by Local. We've got so much planned for you. Again, all the details, when I'm speaking, and how to get the free tickets at DougOster.com. And I was on, uh, this is funny, <laughs> Pittsburgh Today Live uh, this week, and like a producer had called me and said, uh, oh, we we're getting lots of calls about what to do if your bulbs are sprouting. And I was like, well... There's really nothing you can do. How are we going to do three minutes on that? <laughs> oh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> so, so while I'm waiting in the green room to go on to talk about uh, there's nothing you can do about it, uh, KDKA Radio News calls and says, hey, we got lots of questions about bulbs popping up. What do you do about it? Well, there's nothing you can do. And so that's the message today. I I know you see stuff popping up. I actually have the earliest uh, daffodil blooms I've ever seen in my garden. And usually they're right, you know, I've got this uh, kind of hell strip right between the sidewalk and the house that somebody had planted daffodils there. You know, with the heat from the house, they come up way too early. And usually that's the first to bloom. But these are an early variety I planted probably three years ago down in the front of the property. And looking the other day, I said, man, they're blooming already. So Real early. Now, most bulbs, we we really don't have to worry. You know, you'll see tulips sprouting up, but that's just the foliage. The bud is staying underneath. They're just kind of thinking, oh, is it is it spring? Then it'll get cold. They'll say, no, we're not going to bloom yet. But it's, it's you know, and then you got your crocuses and snowdrops. They're all blooming. They'll come up. They'll do their thing, and they'll be gone. But it's the dandelions that we worry about because, I'm sorry, the daffodils <laughs> that we worry about uh, because, if those buds come up, a lot of times when it gets real cold, they'll freeze out. And so that's why we, when we're planting in the fall, we're always planting early season, mid-season, late season to extend that season and to, to as kind of a safety net. Because, you know, every five, seven years, you'll get some that won't bloom. The next year, they'll bloom fine. It's not going to kill them or anything. But sometimes you get bud freeze, and that's just that's just part of it. And real quick, before we break... I just I posted something about this because this is the season. Love your dandelions. Dandelions are one of the most nutritious plants on the planet, and this is the time you can pick them. This is when they're at their absolute best. From now through April, when you get that little bud in the middle, that's when they get really bitter. But we'll talk about that when we come to the other side of the break. Your calls when we come back. Give me a call, please, because we want to talk. We're going to have some fun today.
866-391-1020. Larry and Marty looking for hometown heroes. If you know someone doing extraordinary things in your community, we want to know all about them. Nominations are now open at kdkradio.com. Larry and Marty's hometown heroes. 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDKA. All right, we are back, Doug Oster, and uh, it is wall-to-wall phone call, so spring is in the air. Oh, so it feels so good, Rob. It feels so good. All right, here's John, 84 PA, Fig Tree, KDKA. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, Doug, last November I bought a Chicago fig potted uh, out of upstate New York, uh, put it in my garage for the winter, want to plant it in the spring, it's sprouting leaves and stems. I mean, it. I think it's sensing the early spring. <laughs> When's a good time that I can plant it with? And, and give me some a little advice of what I got to put in the hole. Too. Okay. So first off, tell me how big of a container is it in right now? Uh, I would say that's probably well, that must be a gallon or two gallons. Okay. Size. Okay. So if it was me. I'd be moving that thing in and out already, uh, you know, 55 today. Uh, as long as it doesn't get down below 23, that plant's going to be fine outside. So oh, okay. like today, okay. you take it out, it's sunny, then for the night, you bring it back in. Can't, so you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to be able to plant that thing until May uh, just oh. because the leaves are going to be susceptible to frost. And so this is uh, my friend Steve Biggs. He's up in Canada. He He's the fig whisperer. He's written a bunch of books about figs, and he said that what you're going to be doing is called the fig dance. You're going to be running in and out as the weather changes, and then when things get nice and and they're good to go, we'll, we'll put it out in the soil. Now, are, do you want to leave it out for the winter? I'm going to leave it out all year and cover it in the winter. All right, the best way that I've ever done that, that covering in the winter, and it's like a winter like this, I'm not sure what's going to happen. It's been very mild, but we had that, you know, really bad wind chill right before Christmas. Right. I just, I dig the roots up and flatten it, and then I just cover it with uh, bags of compost, you know, that you get at the nursery, and that that's how I mulch it for the winter. And so I've had pretty good luck doing that. You just, you never know in the spring when you undo that, when you take those things off, what the plant's going to look like. It could be the entire top is is dead and has to start from the bottom again, which means you rarely get figs that way. But if you make it survive the winter and you take those, whatever it is, whether you're using bales of straw or you're, you're burying it, uh, when you take it off, if it has leaves on it, uh, you're go- you're golden. So I think in your situation with this plant you're talking about, I'd start watering a little bit, in and out, do the fig dance, and then when we get to May, get it in the ground, and it's going to go crazy. Give it lots of room to do its thing, okay? Uh, I mean, a big hole. Anything yeah. special to put in with it? In uh, you know, you would want some decent compost in there if you could. You know, figs can really grow just about anywhere, but, uh, okay. you know, the better the soil is, the better results you're going to get as far as the figs are concerned. Okay. All right. Good. Thanks for your Thank call. You. All right. Next stop is in the North Hills. Tom on KDKA. Hey, Tom, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Um, I came across a headline. I couldn't read the article because I don't pay for the subscription, but it said something about biodynamic gardening. And I was wondering what the difference between that was and uh, organic gardening. Hmm. I have no idea. I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> biodynamic. Um I have no idea. 
Oh, I will okay. look it up in the break. We'll talk about it when we come back, and we'll figure out what biodynamic means. But, you know, I can just tell you, growing organic, uh, it's easy. Uh, it, it works. And I'm sure biodynamic. Well, we'll see. I'll look it up, and then we'll talk about it as soon as we come back from the break, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, 866-391-1020. You're biodynamic, Rob. I know, but doctor says I should be cured soon. <laughs> anyway, biodynamics is a holistic, ecological, and ethical approach to farming, gardening, food, and nutrition. Sounds or- sounds like organic gardening to me. <laughs> All right, again, we have some lines available. If you want to talk to Doug, it is 866-391-1020. Here is Greg in the North Hills. Hey, Greg. Good morning, uh, and thank you for taking my call. Doug, I've got a big patch of Pakistandra, and I'm planning to transplant part of it. Uh, I'm going to transplant it in swatches probably 18 to 2 feet square 18 inches to 2 feet square how soon can I do that I would want to wait till mid-March at the very earliest uh, just okay. till things kind of even out a little bit maybe even into April you know Pakistandra's tough as nails I would look at the weather for you know the 10-day forecast and as long as it's decent as long as you know 40s 50s and you're getting some rain You'll be okay to do that. You know, it's it's really hard to kill Pachysandra. Uh I like to. I just like to wait a little bit. I think your biggest concern, though, actually, is going to be how the soil looks where you're digging. And uh, so, before you make those moves, go to the place that you're going to transplant it and get in there with a shovel and see what's going on. If it's too wet, which means that the soil is sticking to the shovel, you have to wait. That's that's really the biggest concern with spring planting on something like a Pachysandra. Uh You we're, don't you don't transplanting it to. Uh, there's not a whole lot of topsoil. Not a whole. I, mean, I hit clay pretty quick, so I was planning to put some uh, compost down. For yeah, it. that's a good idea. But if it's going to be all clay early on in in March, depending on what the spring's like, you know, that that soil could be too wet, and it would just be a, a pain for you to do. And so you just you wait till the right time. And I always say this to people that we wait for that time when the soil is is right in the spring to turn, when it doesn't stick to the shovel, and we think, oh, I should do that job today. And then you think, nah, wait till tomorrow. That guarantees three weeks of rain. So the timing is everything, and putting that compost in is going to be a great idea for the Pachysandra. All right, thanks very much for your call. We've got a couple of minutes before the break. Let's get one more in here. Let's go to Melanie. You're on KDK. Hey, Melanie. Hi. I have a question about rose bushes. I was just wondering um, when you should prune them and how low do you go down? How low do you So it depends on what type of rose it is. Uh, you know, do you know the rose? Do you know what it is? If it's a knockout or a hybrid tea or anything like that or not really? No, I don't know what kind it is. So when we do prune roses, assuming it needs to be pruned, we do it in about mid-April, whenever we start to see those new red shoots coming out. When you prune any plant, you never want to take more than one-third off. Uh, and there's a possibility you might not have to prune it. It might just do its thing. Uh, the old-fashioned hybrid teas, uh, we always would cut those back in the spring, and it just it makes them you know, really go crazy. What I would recommend for your rose, though, there's a type of fertilizer, and it's called Rose Tone, R-O-S-E-T-O-N-E. Feed that rose once a month with your Rose Tone, and it's going to go crazy for you. Uh, as long as, I, you know, 
really need to know what kind of rose that is. And in most cases, in my garden, I, I'm not pruning any of the roses. I'm letting them do their thing. All right, 866-391-1020. Let's do one more. we got about a minute. Jennifer Aliquippo, you're on KDK. How you doing, Jen? Good, thank you. Um, so last November, I started a garden. Uh, I know I got a late start, but the weather was nice. And I was afraid I hadn't planted the tulip bulbs down low enough because I was in between old tree roots. So what about that, Doug? Well we got to know how deep it is, you know, for the most part, when you're planting these bulbs, you're supposed to be three times as deep as the actual bulb, but it doesn't always work that way. I wouldn't worry about it personally, especially with the winter we've had, see how they do when they, they pop up. And it's actually, as long as you got them down below the soil a little bit, you'll be okay. All right. 866-391-1020. We'll come back. Ken, you're coming up next. And we've got some lines available. Another segment of Open Talk. Anything on your mind the way of gardening? Doug is here to take all of your calls. And again, that number is 866-391-1020. Ash Wednesday around the bend. Fabulous Fish Fry Fridays. Those Haddock Fish Sandwiches at Coons Market. Obviously going to begin Friday. And we're going to be there with that kickoff broadcast. I'll be in for Paul's Ice from 10 a.m. until 2. That's Coons Market on McKnight Road. 9 o'clock, Tri-State Neuropathies. Dr. Sean Ritchie. And then Baird, your money and you in two hours of the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday Show. All still to come with your Pratt Pack today right here sunday morning kdka good morning we're going to give away a gift certificate right now to janoski's in clinton 412-922-1020 if you're the 10th caller you win it in the meantime if you want to talk to doug 866-391-1020 he wants to follow up on something mrs know-it-all still to come as well and then we'll get right back to your calls doug well, I'm watching a uh, advertisement for Phipps Orchid and Tropical Bonsai Show. You should go see that show. It's awesome. I've been posting pictures from there. But, yeah, I looked up Biodynamics. looks similar to organics. There's a ton of information online, so you don't have to, you know, like you saw a headline and, and couldn't get into it. Just search Biodynamics. You'll get a bunch of stuff up there. And then later on, Mrs. Know-It-All, she's going to talk all about weed. Uh, weeds. That would have been a good show. All right, Rob. All right, let's say hi to Ken. You are on the air. Hi, Ken. Hi, hi guys. How you doing this morning? Doing good. What's up? Uh, my question is, I have bishop's weed, <laughs> and I want to know if I can use a fire dragon to burn it out and kill it. You'll probably never get rid of it, but that's a good way to try. You know, uh, usually with stuff like that, what I try to do is I just try to keep cutting it down. But I think that would be a great way to try and deal with it. I would hack it back. You know, once it comes up. I'd hack it back with a string trimmer and then use that uh, that torch and see what happens. It's stuff, and it's hard to get rid of, but of all the yeah. invasives, that's probably one of the easier ones compared to, like, a bamboo or something like that. So give it a shot. I think it'll work. Okay, thanks for Thank your time. Thank you. All right, let's keep those calls coming, 866-391-1020. Lou, you're on KDK, the Organic Garden. How you doing, Lou? Oh, good. How are you? Doing good. What's on your mind? Yes, uh, I used a chemical in my garden area that uh, had this invasive uh, uh, grass uh, that has a nodule underneath. I can't think of the name right now. Yeah, nut nut grass. Okay, and uh, how soon can I replant in that area for fear of uh, picking up the chemical? Do you know what the uh, chemical was? It was uh, made by uh, DuPont. It was a weed killer. Uh, if it was me, if it was me, it'd be at least a year. 
At least a year? Yeah. Okay, it's been two or three years. So I haven't used that area. Well, I think you'll be okay then. Okay. Great. Thank you. Good luck. Nice to talk to you, Lou. And we had a great time at Croatia. <laughs> we Thank did, you, Lou. Chris. Lou was my roommate in Croatia on the boat. It was like being in college again. Little little cabin, to, little cabin together. Right. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, and he lived to tell about it, yeah, too. Yeah, he did. <laughs> All right, what's, what's coming up before we get some of these other calls ready to go? Well, he's talking about Croatia. I'm talking about Tuscany. I got about six seats left for Tuscany. Tuscany, too. I'm going uh, two trips to Tuscany, but the first one's sold out. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, you heard from Lou there. We had a lot of, lot of fun in Croatia. I'm going back there. We'll talk about that uh, after we get Tuscany taken care of. We're doing the same kind of trip uh, that I did with Lou to, to Croatia in a, a year or two. But, yeah, Tuscany, Italy, Florence, Pisa, Hill Towns. Uh, if you've never been to Italy, uh, there's a three-day extension to Rome, so you can get down there and see that. It's the least expensive trip I've ever offered for Europe, and as I said, we're just going to have so much fun. And again, all the details are at my website, dogoster.com. Go there. If you have garden questions, ask them there. You want to see my uh, schedule for the home show, go there. Uh, I'm just I'm so excited about spring right around the corner. You know, it's just going to be great. I need a little bit of rain for what I've got left in the garden that overwintered those uh, turnips and uh, a couple other things. Any calls, Rob? Uh, not yet, but I'm going to ask you about you and Mrs. Know-it-all. Lots to discuss today on the program, right? You know, this is a great subject because there, we're just starting to see the weeds sprouting, and she has a lot to talk about, about getting to them early. Uh, it's important, you know, and, and the one she's going to talk about, it's important to get there, uh, get to them early. Uh, one more thing. Last call for the 3945 tomato seeds. I've been sending those out every day. The 3945 tomato was found by a Pittsburgher, Joe, um, while he was on a battlefield in World War II, crossing this field, and it was all tomatoes, and everybody in his uh, unit started eating the tomatoes, and he stuck a little bit in his pocket, brought them back, and grew them for 70 years here in Pittsburgh, and... Uh, you know, I heard that story, and I just I had to to perpetuate this tomato. The idea is, I send you the seeds, you grow out that tomato. There's instructions there, and then you save them and send them back to me, and we keep the thing going. Uh, also, if you can't grow from seed, if you're not one of those people that grows from seed, I'm giving those thirty nine forty five plants away. In June at Sorgles, June 4th at our plant swap at 1 p.m. We'll, when we get closer, we'll talk more about that. Uh, one thing I did want to rant about, if there's no callers, is uh, buying your your plants online. Uh, not so much online, but from those TV shows. <laughs> uh, it drives me nuts. As you know, I'm super cheap, and I see the prices they're charging for some of these plants. They show you a big, giant plant. And it seems like a wow, that's a good deal. But then when you see what they're actually shipping you, it's not a good deal. You're going to in that these plants. There's no difference in these plants than what we could get at a good nursery locally. And shipping plants is difficult. I, I get plants shipped to me all the time, and you know they got about a seventy percent chance of making it being okay. They're either overwatered, underwatered. They get flipped upside down. 
you know, save yourself some money. I know it's easy just to watch TV and 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 click on something, and they're going to send you these plants when the time's right. But look at the prices. Look at what a nursery is selling these plants for, and you're you're going to get a better plant just by buying it locally. You know that it's it just it drives me nuts. It drives my wife nuts when she has it on, and I'm watching it, and I'm like. I can't believe how much that is for that plant. This is just such a ripoff. And I have had lots of friends that work for these different, I don't know, different TV stations that do this. And it's nothing against them. It's just you want the best plant for the best price. And I don't want you guys to get ripped off. It drives me nuts, Rob. Because I am a cheapskate. You are a cheapskate, but that's why we love you. All right, 866-391-1020. Still trying to get a call in before we take a break. And then Mrs. Know-It-All coming up. It's Ash Wednesday coming up on Wednesday. And, of course, that means Fabulous Fish Fry Fridays. All those Lenten meals, those meatless meals, can't wait. Looking forward to it on the Coons Cooking Hour. But let's say hi to Dave in Moon Township on KDKA. Hey, Dave. Hey, good morning. Uh, I have uh, about four or five quints. Uh, bushes, and I was they're a little bit outgrown, uh, and I was wondering, can I cut them way back down to the ground level and just get new branches coming mm, out? I wouldn't want to do that. I, I would want to wait until they bloom. You know, they're early spring bloomers. Enjoy those blooms, and then I would want to trim about no more than one third. That you know, quince are tough as nails, but you you, you know, okay, you, you'd. If you did cut them to the ground, they'd probably sprout back up, but it's just, it's going to take its toll on the plant. I, I would, you know, pruning is, it's part art, part science. Take your time, look at what needs to be removed, step back, and then look at that plant again, and maybe go online and get a couple little uh, pruning ideas there, uh, because you, just, you don't want to just go in there willy-nilly hacking it to pieces. All right, coming up, Mrs. Know-It-All, it is DougOster.com, the organic gardener on KDKA. Time for Mrs. Know-It-All. That's horticulturalist Denise Schreiber. She got, wants to talk all about weeds. What's going on, Denise? Well, you know, we're having all the talk. I know everybody. Oh, it's nice. Let's get, you know, start working in the garden and everything. You know what? March is coming, and we know what happens in March. You know, we've had some – I can remember we had the snow of the century one year when we got, like, 15 inches of snow. So we've been lucky this year, but let's not push our luck and get out there and start doing all kind of gardening. The only thing I would plant right now, and I've actually done it, has been put out uh, my uh, onions, my scallions. I planted them this week. But other than that, stay out of the garden. Start weeding. Um, I was out hairy bittercresses. In its glory, you know, it blooms under snow. I'm sorry. I hate this. It's the first thing, isn't it? The first weed? Uh, Yeah, actually it is. And, you know, the plant can actually grow from this tiny little plant, you know, overnight and bloom. And it throws out all these seeds. So right now is a good time to go out with a weeder, you know, either one of the forks that you dig in that will actually cut a root underneath because, uh, you know, I'm seeing so thistle already. And you also have Canada thistle, which buys either, and that's just vicious. <laughs> so you want to get out there and do that. Uh, I have uh, a coverhead's long-handled weeder uh, for me with a bad back, so I can go out and just kind of hook it and you know, get all my weeds and then come back. And I just carry a grocery bag 
and I throw them there. I never compost weeds, mm -hmm. never. Um, so I'll grab them. But you'll see hairy bitter crust right now. You'll see the beginnings of wild strawberry, which really isn't – it's related to the, straw, the strawberries that we eat. But, you know, with our topography – you know, you get the little strawberry. It's not edible. I did try one one time. <laughs> Even the birds don't care for it. But you can slip on it, actually, and, you know, get hurt. So I try to get it because it creeps very quickly into your landscape beds or your vegetable garden. So you want to get that. You know, there's chickweed that's out there. That's pretty easy. And, you know, once you pull that out, you're good. You know, when we have a wet day, and, you know, and the next day's nice. That's a really great time to get out there and pull weeds because they come out very easily. And, you know, as far as, uh, you know, we've probably got about another month and a half before you start applying corn gluten. The ideal time is to plant it when it has been wet, just so it sticks to the uh, ground. And then you want three or four dry days, actually. That, well, actually, you should just water it lightly, and then you want three or four dry days for it to really do its job. Now, corn gluten is only about 90% effective, so it's only going to work on seed, not perennial weeds that are already established. Those you've actually got to go out and do the work on. And you know, remember, if you're going to use uh, the corn gluten, you can't sow grass seed for at least six weeks because it'll prevent grass seed from germinating as well. Good. And then, okay, go ahead. Okay, there's one other weed that people don't recognize until it's too late, and it just kind of looks like a really low-growing bamboo, and it's called Japanese stiltgrass. Mm. It, it can spread... There's acres of it in the, the parks it just because you can't – if you let it go to seed, it just spreads like well. So it's one of those ones that you want to actually go out and get something like burnout or the horticultural vinegar and spray it because the seeds uh, germinate for up to five years afterwards. Wow. So it's an annual if you keep cutting it and keeping it from going to seed, that's fine. But I'd rather you try and take it out as soon as you see it. And if you don't know what it is, Google Japanese grass, and you'll you'll go, oh, I've seen that. Oh, good stuff, boy. Get to those weeds early. I'm answering questions after the show at DougOster.com. I'm sorry I didn't get to you at the end of the show here. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, before you go, Home and Garden Show, lots of things happen. Oh, man, I cannot wait. We've got 100 containers, uh, composting areas, uh, a place for kids to dig in the dirt. I'm going to be speaking every day. I've got special guests coming up. Uh, all these... Uh, Great vendors and farms are going to be there. It's going to be amazing. It's called the Farm to Table Expo. It's on the second floor. You can come for free. Just go to DougOster.com, click on the contact button, and you'll, you'll see all the information there about the show and how to get in for free. Just tell me what day you want to be there and what show you want to see, and we will set you all up. 
Uh, that starts in just a couple weeks, and we're going to have uh, a great time there, as we always do. Ten days of garden, garden, garden. All right, Doug, have a great day. Thank you so much. Coming up, Frank Dentisi getting ready for those fabulous Fish Fry Fridays and that delicious Haddock fish sandwich with halushki, mac and cheese, pierogies, and more. We're going to talk about it all, those meatless meals, because Ash Wednesday, of course, coming up in just a couple of days. Rob Taylor's got your news coming up at 8. We'll continue with your Pratt Pack on this Sunday edition here at KDKA 100.1 FM, AM 1020. Good morning.